Hey, how's it going? Thanks for letting us join you on your commute today, whether you're in your car or on the MBTA, on the train. Ooh, maybe on an airplane if you downloaded this ahead of time and you're not streaming it. But anyways, hey, we're happy to be along for the ride. So this is part two of the art debate. It was recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We do them every Friday night at 7 p.m. And it's a really fun show to be at and be part of. So uh, come down sometime and join us. Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. Enjoy the show. Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. So, next up, everybody please welcome Bill McMorrow and Sean Duffy. Bill, do you want to go first or second? Second, Second, okay. Sean, uh, you can pick anything except for museum or literature. I'll do, uh, I'll do visual. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, would you rather hang out with Nighthawks at a diner or dogs playing poker? I'm going to say dogs playing poker because I think the only reason why that painting was made so people could fantasize about hanging out with dogs playing poker. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's, it's – you're not – I don't know if you're supposed to idolize the dogs, if you're supposed to think it's just impressive. Maybe it's supposed to be condescending. It's like, oh, look, you know, most dogs can't even talk. These guys, they can – bluff and do all that (laughs) poker stuff, whatever. I don't know. I didn't paint it myself. From what I heard, apparently it's got this deep, you know, story behind it. It's the whole message is supposed to be how much nicer dogs are to hang out with than people and maybe even hawks as well. I don't know. I think (laughs) I think that was a message. I forget. I saw the interview of the painter and he talks about all the other animals. Hawks, he, he talked about for like an hour. He was like, these guys can't even play poker. Time. <laughs> uh, first of all, hanging out, if you're hanging out with dogs and play poker, you're not hanging out with dogs. I mean, they're a little more evolved, you know. They got personalities, you know. It's probably a full table. You're going to sit there and like, oh, can I get in? Well, sorry, we, we're full right now. You can wait, and then you got to go sit in the corner and wait for these fucking dogs to finish playing poker at your house. So let me fucking pull up another chair. What does it matter if we have an extra person, dog? Nighthawks, that's the one in the diner, right? Love French toast. And no dogs. I mean, I, I love dogs, too, but I probably love French toast more. If, 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 you know, if I have to say it right now, I'm going to say it. I do. I love French toast more than I love dogs. I'm sorry. Time. 
Of course there's gonna be a waiting list to play poker with dogs. Does anybody <laughs> Does anybody think you can just do that for free? It's incredibly expensive. I once paid $100 and waited like eight hours just to play poker with like three dogs t max. And honestly, it was I didn't even get in, but it was worth it in the end. Because still, I walked away saying, well, I'll probably do the same thing next time. It'd be worth it. And I don't need to spend time in a diner. The food's always... Uh, time. I swam with dolphins for 70 bucks. So, just saying. I would have had 30 bucks left over to lose in a card game to some dogs. You know what? Dogs are very good at cards. First of all, they can count. Have you ever seen a dog in a math class? No, probably not. Listen, I love dogs more than waffles, but only when I'm not full. What's up, full? I'm cool with dogs. Hungry right now, so I... Time. All right, a lot of good points here, but I got to hand the win to Sean Duffy. All right, guys, uh, actually, the Deadwood movie premieres tonight, so what do we do to shut this down and go watch some real art? Bill, as soon as you said you prefer French toast over dogs, that was the end of that. Um, all right, next up. Next up, everybody, please welcome Katie Baker and Zach Jones. Okay, Zach, do you want to go first or second? I will go second. Okay, Katie, you can pick from wild card or mixed media or performing arts. Uh, mixed media. Okay. Your question is from Laura Clark. She asks. Oh no, all your clocks are melting. <laughs> Do you let them go because time is an illusory, illusory, mm. You guys all got it. I, illusory <sighs> construct. Or drink them and become the god of time. All right, well, um, We're melting. It is just um, time is uh, a losery thing, <laughs> meaning that um, it's for losers. <laughs> and uh, in real life, that painting is so small that if you drank it, you you wouldn't get you wouldn't get nothing. You'd be uh, dried up. That's how small that painting is. Uh, loser. Okay, if there's two things I know, one is that the true winner is Sean because he finally got through that question. <laughs> and number two is I will drink anything. <laughs> I will drink really bad vodka, bleach, uh, uh, clocks, clocks. That's the one I'm looking for, rule of threes. I'm going to drink this clock. I'm going to become the, what was it, the something of time? The god of time. The god of time. Lord of time is 
Doctor Who, and I don't want any of that shit, nerds. Uh, and I'm going to become the god of time, Kronos, also known as Saturn. Guy's got a goddamn planet with some rings. That's who I'm going to become. And, uh, and I'm going to just whack back. If I, if I finish one clock, I'll drink another. Because I'm about to have one too many clocks. And I am going to get clocked out, friends. There's no guarantee that drinking the clocks will give you, like, time powers. Um, like, it could, you could get, uh, like, clock poisoning. You, you could uh, turn into one of the elephants with the long spidery legs. And uh, you just don't know. It's a gamble. And it uh, could be a bad situation. So just drink your cheap, you just drink your cheap vodka and uh, leave the clocks on the wall. <laughs> I'm not worried about clock poisoning because I can wait it out because I've got time. Literally, drank it all. It's in my tum-tum. All of the time is right here now, and I can wait this out. I'm not afraid of turning into some other weird Dolly stuff. Turns out, guess what, you guys? Dolly was a fucking fascist. Screw him. Drink his paintings. I'm actually lost now. Um, but I think I have to hand the win to Zach Jones. Okay. And the last debate we could do before Nick would have to show up. So let's hope he walks through that door. Everybody, please welcome Liz Esty and Ken Green. Liz, this has been a long night for you already. Um, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Second, okay. Ken, your question is about uh, performing arts. Uh, your question is from Theo Constantino. He asks, better musical composition, Symphony Number no. 2 by Sergei Rachmaninoff. <laughs> Whatever. Look. It's a bunch of things I can't pronounce. Or Temperature by Sean Paul. God damn it. Uh, well, first of all, I know you didn't pick this, this topic today, did you? <laughs> you messed up a couple of them up there. Uh, <laughs> It's the truth. <laughs> Time. Uh, I would choose. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go with "Temperature" by Sean Paul. <laughs> Mostly because I've never heard that song. I don't think. And it's on the goddamn question list every single week. <laughs> And Rachmaninoff, or Rachmaninoff, whatever you have you pronounce it. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but uh, no, I know it's Rachmaninoff. I'm just kidding with you. Uh, <laughs> and here's the win to Liz Estee to win. No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I go with uh, temperature because that's more modern. And Rachmaninoff, he's had his day. He's he was a Sean Paul of his day. I'm pretty sure. So 
I'll go with Sean Paul. I would posit that Temperature by Sean Paul wouldn't exist without Rachmaninoff. Uh, let's get into chord structures, people. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, we're not doing that. Mostly because everything I learned my first year of college has gone out of my brain. What is music theory? Who knows? Um, Rachmaninoff was a, a dope dude. I don't know if you've ever heard his piano concertos. Those are dramatic as fuck. And uh, a symphony is one of the Western, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love symphonies and I won't apologize for it. Yeah, but can you dance to Rachmaninoff? No, you can't. Don't even pretend. I would love to see Rachmaninoff right now to see you dance to it without breaking a limb or something. I know it's not that kind of dance. I'd rather go with Sean Paul. At least I know if I can't do anything else, I can dance to it. I've been to symphonies. They're boring as fuck. You don't know what's happening. You got, they got this guy tootin' lootin' over here, and you got some guy like plink plink over here and stuff. And you're there for like 15 hours, and you don't know what the, when it's over. get drunk in the tuba room to hear symphonic music besmirched. Um, <laughs> that's not why I did that. Um, Russian folk dancing is a thing, so I, I just want to say that. And um, yeah, shout out to the symphonies, because even though it is a dying art form, it's going to be loud on its way out. So. All right. I gotta hand the win here to Liz Esty. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Meg Connolly and Nick Ordolani. Yes. Not gonna be worth the wait. I am very, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, all right, Meg. I expected you all to be dead when I got here. <laughs> uh, Meg, do you wanna go first or second? I'll go second. Second, okay, Nick, uh, you can pick anything except uh, literature. Uh, let's do performance. <laughs> okay, great. Your question is from Sarah Ladd. Did I say that right? Okay. This question. This question is from Meg Connolly's aunt. She asks, "Is stand-up comedy art or therapy?" Stand-up comedy is art. Uh, Jesus, it hurts to say that. It's so fucking gross to say that. But it's, but it's not there. It can be therapeutic. It can be cathartic. But it is not fucking therapy. And anybody who goes to an open mic to say, this is how I'm working on myself, is full of shit. Stand-up comedy is art the same way that, like, people who take shits in public spaces and then put a frame around it is art. Like, it's... <laughs> 
it's art, but it's so low on the respectability <laughs> scale of art. It is, it is two steps above, uh, no, it's two steps below pornography. I'm gonna put it below <laughs> pornography. Because usually when people watch pornography, most people are satisfied, and that cannot be said of stand-up comedy. <laughs> without a fucking doubt, this is art, all right, guys? Oh, sorry, this is therapy, all right, guys? Don't laugh about that, okay? Ah, 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 this is therapy because much like therapy, I'm always waiting for something to happen that I will never attain, and that's hmm, success, happiness, Nick Ortolani walking through the door, you know? That's what it was for me. This is therapy, just waiting, hoping, praying that he might not show up and that I could just stay comfy in all my pain and suffering and you know I mean you guys come to these wonderful shows I love this audience but you see us talking about how depressed we are and you see how out of our minds we are we yell I yell at therapy you know we cry sometimes I might don't okay I do that at therapy what's the difference here you're just not trained. Time. <laughs> Stand-up comedy and therapy may share uh, a lot of similar characteristics, all right? Uh, they're both, they both involve a lot of people uh, complaining about what upsets them, but one of the key differences is that you cannot be bad at therapy and succeed in it. <laughs> And one would say quite the opposite is true of comedy. It is, it is a race to the middle all the time. <laughs> in therapy, you're trying to better yourself. And in stand-up comedy, you're trying to make drunk racists laugh on Route 1. That's time. <laughs> this may be true. But listen, Nick Ortolani is, you know, he's a very talented man, and that's cool. Yeah, walk away. And that's why, that's why this is like therapy. I mean, he wouldn't be able to get his car towed today and be so late for a show and still be able to be his true self. God bless him. God bless us all. And let us keep getting therapy in the form of yelling at strangers. I didn't tell you who my therapist was. And I don't know. <laughs> All right. Lot of good points here. Uh, but I think one of you was more correct. And I have to hand the win to Nick Ortolani. I'm in. It's a great sign. <laughs> I I literally did a show on Route One last night, so so Nick just hit me right in the heart with that. <laughs> All right, next up, everybody, please welcome. Um, oh, because this is the second round of this matchup, everybody, please welcome Nick Ortolani and Laura Clark. Nick, I'm sorry that I made everybody mad at you, but. Uh, could anything be worse than me going up twice? Hey, nice to see you. 
Okay, uh, Laura, do you want to go first or second? Uh, second, second? Okay, Nick, you can pick anything except performing arts. Um, let's do museum. Okay. Museum. Your question is from Kyle Mangan. He asks, as we all know, all exhibits in museums come to life after dark. Which museum would you rather be trapped in after dark? The Natural History Museum or Air and Space Museum? Fucking Natural History Museum, hands down. I'm gonna get drunk with dinosaurs. <laughs> what am I gonna do in the Air and Space Museum? Look at a fucking plane that needs pedals to work? <laughs> Oh, oh, let me just get on this plane that moves faster than a child's scooter. Yeah, <laughs> just slightly faster. No, I'm going to go to the Natural History Museum. I'm going to ride a scorpion ten times the size of a building, all right? I'm going to... I am gonna I am gonna dig up long lost tribes and I am gonna hang out with that was weird. I'm gonna hang <laughs> I am going to I am going to like just take pieces I'm gonna take pieces of pyramids, I'm gonna invoke curses from mummies and shit. It's gonna be fucking amazing, alright? You get because why, why are you in a museum after dark if you're not getting drunk anyway? You're going to get drunk with all the old ghosts. That's what's important. Get drunk with ghosts. Wow. Um, I have to think there's ghosts on spacecraft um, and, like, space ghosts. But... <laughs> cartoon or like yeah. the, okay <laughs> I thought maybe just the concept was <laughs> really exciting okay like the ghosts in the air and space museum. They are not the caliber of ghosts that you will see in the Natural History Museum. If you're at the Natural History Museum, you're going to be surrounded by like warrior poets and kings and fucking ancient sorcerers and shit. And they're going to be like, how did you die? Oh, I had my head cut off because everyone thought I was a witch. You go to the air and space museum. Oh, how'd you die? No one did math right. I think is like the ultimate. I don't like it's fun for one night to be to hang out with those ghosts, but if you become one of them, then every night is a night at the Natural History Museum. Yeah. I know. <laughs> space is the future. Uh, final, <laughs> final for Star Trek. 
All right. <laughs> um, I got to hand the win here to Nick Ortolani. <laughs> I don't know how it would have went if you guys didn't cheer through 35 seconds of Lara's time. Maybe she would have made more points. But you guys heard Space Ghost, and that was the end of her argument. So I don't know what to do with that. All right. We're down to the final four. Everybody, please welcome Sean Duffy and Zach Jones. Okay, Zach, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Sean, you can pick from visual or wild card. I'll or do mixed media. Wild card. Okay. Mixed media. <laughs> Your question is from Mike B. Giordano. He asks, would you rather die young and destitute only to have your art discovered later and adored by millions or die old and comfortable, but no one will ever know or see your art. I'm gonna say die young, because why exactly are you living a lot longer if nobody is going to like you anyways? I don't, I mean, I guess, like, what, what do you even do with that life? Yeah, first of all, you have to work a lot longer, right? Because you're not, you're not gonna make any money from these paintings or whatever. You're gonna, maybe you can sell them off at like uh, some, you know, local pound fair auction, get like a $5 coupon or something. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be working in a mill until you're like 95. And that's the reward. That's like, congratulations, your, your paintings never made it. At least you get to live this long and miserable life. Isn't that awesome? That's the American dream right there. Whereas you die young, I don't know how young you die, maybe 15, maybe 40, I don't, it doesn't specify. Either way, you don't have to save up any money because you're gonna die and you, people might remember you, I don't, apparently, based on the question. Time. <laughs> My opponent missed the key word in that prompt, which was dying comfortable. And being comfortable sounds fantastic. I, I am almost 30. I would say for about 90 minutes of my life, I've been comfortable. <laughs> and the idea of that being a part of my life somewhere down the road for a, a good chunk of time sounds fantastic. Also, I don't know if you know who lives to be 90, but it's not the people who work at the mills. Uh, I am a bougie fella living a life in the lap of luxury for a long time, and then at the end, you know what I get to do? I get to uh, become a patron to the museum that your dead ass got their artwork put in. I'll be sure it's in the corner by the bathroom, because screw you and your destitute life. Time. A lot of people don't know so mill workers live on average about 97, 98. I was being generous. So <laughs> mill workers, they work a long time, but that's what you have to do. Yeah, you die comfortably, but your life is not comfortable. Nobody's life. The only thing you do is you make this art and nobody cares about it. Your life, it just doesn't really have a purpose at this point. It's, uh, okay. 
It sounds. It sounds mean. It's mean. Time. Let's be clear, I'm the one living comfortably, you're the one making art and dying young and destitute. I don't care what happens to my art. You know what my art is? It's a lot of pictures of dead presidents. That's the art that I have. That's the art that I have created. And I am doing just fine patronizing this museum where your stuff is in so a bunch of middle schoolers can make fun of the dicks you drew. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Zach Jones. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Liz Esty and Nick Ortolani. Liz, do you want to go first or second? Second, okay. Nick, uh, your question is going to be, uh, oh, you can pick wild card museums or performing arts. Wild card. Okay. I mean, mixed media. Okay. <laughs> this question is for Meg Connolly. It sounds very personal. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. Meg asks, what makes you more excited? Uh, this is during art class. At art school, at art school, what makes you more excited? Seeing a piece of art develop the way you want it to, or when it's time for the weird kid to show the class his furry art? Furry art. I mean, it's the furry art. <laughs> if only for this reason. When that kid starts to show you his furry art, I mean, hopefully his ability hasn't stagnated. Like you're gonna still watch it develop. You're gonna, you're gonna watch, you're gonna watch the nipples get shinier, or uh, you're gonna. <laughs> You're gonna see interesting fur patterns. You're gonna like, like, what? Wh okay, why is this kid in the furry art game if he's not gonna fucking get better at it? All right, it is a long road to the top of that furry mountain. And listen, if you want to play with the big dogs, and I mean literally, they draw some big dogs. You've got to constantly develop. No kink shaming, um, but I'm, <laughs> I just want to say I'm selfish. I want to see my own art develop. Like, good for him. I'm proud of him. He can do his furry thing. Um, that should be a song, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> just side note. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm a selfish bitch, and I want to see my own art develop. Um, I mean... Why am I paying like so much per semester for an unusable degree? <laughs> so. I mean, do I want to watch my own art develop? Yes, but you know what? I know what's in my head already. And I have an idea of what I would put down to paper. 
you see someone's furry art, you're looking into their soul. <laughs> All right? It is like someone's therapy session spilled on a page, and you get a front row seat. And you know, and you know what their therapy session is? Hey, maybe I'd like to fuck a cat Time. while being a horse. Respect. Um, I respect that. Uh, but this is my therapy session. Um, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I've just been telling you a lot about me. I don't need a page to do that. I just need a microphone. Uh, thank you. All right. A lot of good points here, but I got to hand the win to Nick Ortolani. I know, but I do want to take a second for everybody. Just give it up for Liz Estee. Truly one of the best runs that we've ever had on this show, yeah. So we are on to the finals. It will be Nick Ortolani versus Zach Jones. All right, Nick, do you want to go first or second? Um, I'll go first. Okay. So that means you can pick from museums or perform performing arts. Me or Zach? Uh, you said you're going first, right? Yeah, so you get to pick. Oh, okay. Uh, performing arts. Okay. Your question is from Ken Green. He asks, art form you're more confident you'd be good at right off the bat? Slam poetry or avant-garde jazz? <laughs> I'm going to go with avant-garde jazz. I don't know if you know this. Avant-garde is, a, is a, a French term meaning not good. And... Uh, and it's, it's French roots have something to do with no structure or rules, so pretty much do whatever the fuck you want anyway. So I could, I don't even think you need an instrument to perform avant-garde. I could do it, I could just do it right now. Just Jazz, like that's all it is. It's just fucking, it's nothing. It's like that's all it is. Like at least with, with beat poetry, you at least have to know a language. I'm pretty confident you could give a saxophone to a hyena and it could produce avant-garde jazz. I know that I'd be a good slam poet. It's a thing and I already know it. I'd be better at that than my friend would be at jazz. When it comes to this debate, I'm gonna kick his ass. Nick Ortolani, get back off me. I'm better at this than you, and I know that you want me to beat you in this game. 
We're face to face going against each other. A couple good actors. We look like different skins of the same video game character. Is there, is there like a guy with bongos in the back there? Can somebody, yeah, there we go. There we go. I don't know if you guys know this, I'm the number one slam poet on iTunes right now. And you're all to thank for that. Time. Yeah, Craig, I have to agree with you. That wasn't quite slam poetry. That was more of like a freestyle beat poem. Uh, but you know what? If we're gonna play, if we're, if we're gonna fight fire with fire, if we're gonna embrace our art forms, I am gonna perform for you an avant-garde jazz piece right now. And as you know anything about jazz, it's all about the debates you don't make. You made the argument like you are a coward. I'm gonna end this soon because we've been here for like two fucking hours. I don't know what you like. I, I don't know what you did. I want to give it scorn. I like a lot of freestyle jazz and you are no Jim Zorn. Slam! I don't know if that's how it ends, but I assume that you ended by saying slam. Time. All right, that was great. Both of you guys were great, but there's no way that I could choose a winner on my own. So you guys need to go in and vote. The app, the link is up now on the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group. Go in there now and cast your vote. Or you can go on Twitter to Pick a Side Stupid. The handle on Twitter is Pick a Side Stupid. The link is up there as well. So vote now. Okay, and the results are in for the final debate tonight. And our winner this evening is Zach Jones! That was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that's our show for this evening. Congrats to Zach Jones on winning this week for prevailing as champion. We're very proud of you, Zach Jones. You are an art hero. Thanks to Chloe Cunha for... Uh, providing the artwork for this week. Check her out at Two Odd Ducks on Instagram. And as I said, we do these shows live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy every Friday night at 7 p.m. And love meeting new people, so come down and join us sometime. I also have a stand-up comedy show that I host at Maggie's Lounge on Monday nights. That's at 8 p.m. And that is free. So come on down. They got some delicious pizza there. They've got a great beer selection. You won't even believe it when you walk in there. They got stuff you can't find anywhere nearby. And it's a great time. Monday nights, 8 p.m. at Maggie's Lounge. And Wednesday nights, I host at the Poor House in Boston, down in the basement. They got half-price chicken. 
it's a pretty good deal. You get like a chicken sandwich for like four bucks on a Wednesday night at a free comedy show.